you've heard the saying, that's one for the history books. But what if everything you have read in your history books weren't true? What if they were covering up something much darker? Tonight's tale is a tale of lycanthropy. In this evening's broadcast, our cast of players are John F. Kennedy, played by Rich Rubin, Robert Kennedy, played by Paul Maid, Marilyn Monroe, played by Kalinda Gray, Jackie Kennedy, played by Emily Wallace, Robert McNamara, played by Isaac Robinson Smith, James Webb, played by Josh Enbaum, Webb's colleague, played by Daniel Faubel, and Secret Service agent, played by Loyal Thomas Ruddle. Our story begins in Brentwood, California, on July 29th, 1962. Actress Marilyn Monroe and President John F. Kennedy were meeting in private. I understand, Jack, but I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm just trying to help. And that's the thing, Norma Jean. You're only hurting the situation. Everyone needs to know about this. Maybe there's someone out there that can help you. This isn't something that can be helped. The only thing I can do at this point is to get rid of that rock in the sky. So what are you proposing? That's none of your business. You know too much as it is. Fine. Maybe I'll just meet with the press and tell them about everything I know. About everything that's happened. If you had any sense, you'd leave this alone. Goodbye, Norma Jean. <sighs> Goodbye, Jack. Marilyn Monroe was found dead in her home a week later. Coroner said she died of a supposed drug overdose. A little more than a month later, President John F. Kennedy held a press event at Rice Stadium. There is no strife, no prejudice, no national conflict in outer space as yet. Its hazards are hostile to us all. Its conquest deserves the best of all mankind, and its opportunity for peaceful cooperation may never come again. But why, some say, the moon? Why choose this as our goal? And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Why, 35 years ago, fly the Atlantic? Why does Rice play Texas? We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon this decade and do the other things, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. Because that challenge is one that we are willing to accept, one we are unwilling to postpone, and one we intend to win, and the others too. This way, sir. President Kennedy was escorted off stage by members of the Secret Service. Later that evening, President Kennedy would meet with James E. Webb, administrator of NASA. You want to do what now? Do you have any idea the effect that could have on Earth? James, there are evils on this planet, scarier than any world war or plague. What does the moon have to do with that? Oh, I believe there are terrestrial beings on this planet beyond our world. No shit. You think I don't know about Roswell? At the end of the day, this all comes down to my decision. 
At that moment, James saw something in the president's eyes that he had never seen before. From that moment on, James Webb feared our leader of the free world. Come in. Oh, hiya, Bobby. I didn't know you two were... Actually, James was just leaving. Of course. Blowing up the moon isn't going to solve any of your problems. If anyone knows this, it's me. I don't want to be chained up anymore. No? And how many more people are we going to let you attack? What if someone outside of the family found out that their commander-in-chief was a monster? I'm not a monster. I know that. Jackie knows that. Hell, even Marilyn knew that. Leave her out of this. You can't blow up the moon, John. Later that night, James Webb met with a close companion. Thanks for picking me up. I figured a car would probably be the most private place. Everything all right? As you know, Kennedy announced our moon mission. I... I I met with him afterward. You seem shaken. He's gotten me wound up like a ten-day clock. Deadlines? Something else. Okay. What is it? His eyes. I'm not following. I was speaking with him privately. He got all worked up, and then his eyes changed. Well, I've heard they have him blitzed all the time. Due to... back problems? James gave his friend a concerned look. No, it's not that. Maybe it's better if we don't discuss this. Why don't we head over to the local watering hole and maybe that will loosen you up. Two nights later, a full moon was rising over the White House. Come in. Robert Kennedy entered John and Jackie's bedroom. Hey, Bobby. Where is he? He's already chained up in our bathroom. He does not like those chains, Robert. I'm guessing you're for blowing up the moon, too. If it keeps us safe, I don't see the harm in it. I wouldn't go in there. He's crankier than usual. And he's scaring Charlie. He hasn't been given his downers? Oh, Robert, he won't let anyone near him. All right, well then, I guess I'll guard the door. How many more of these moons do we have to deal with? More than a couple. More than a year later, we flash forward to the final week of President John F. Kennedy's life. Robert Kennedy secretly met with Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara. Is everything okay, sir? I know that you know what is going on with my brother. It's no secret around the White House. Your brother is a good man. But he's also a monster. So what are you proposing? 
We have to kill him before he hurts someone else. He hurt someone? It hasn't been too bad, but I'm afraid it will get worse. Does anyone else know about this? It's just you and me. Huh. I... I, I don't know what to say. If anyone can help me with this, it's you. I'm gonna give you a day or so to think it over and to come up with a plan. Are you sure about this? We have to protect our country. Back at the White House, the President and First Lady were briefed by the head of the Secret Service on their itinerary for their trip to Texas. We have a dinner at the Sam Houston Coliseum with a late check-in to the Texas Hotel that evening. The next morning... Hello? Yes, this is Jackie. Oh, Ethel. Yes, how are the kids? Wonderful. Yes, of course, we'd love to. It's been a while since the kids were all together. Of course. I will pass that along. Yes, you too. Good night. That was Ethel. She and Bobby would like to have us over for dinner. That sounds nice. Pardon the phone call. You were saying? Later that evening, the Kennedy family came together for what would be a final meal. The next day, Robert Kennedy rejoined with McNamara to discuss the plans of his brother's demise. This might just be ironclad. All right. According to the president's itinerary, your brother and the first lady will be staying the night at a Texas hotel in Fort Worth. The next morning, a motorcade is scheduled to drive from the hotel to the trademark where a luncheon will be held. Okay. The motorcade is going to travel through Dealey Plaza. There, several buildings look over a grassy knoll that the road weaves between. Are you familiar with an Abraham Van Helsing? Robert gives McNamara a puzzled look. <laughs> He's Irish, so I'm not surprised. However, it's my job to know these people. These people? There is a league, if you will, of gentlemen who specialize in hunting things that aren't human. Okay. Abraham is one of these men. How can we get in touch with him? I already have. Well, it can't be this simple. The Secret Service... I wasn't finished. We're going to use a false flag procedure. Lee Harvey Oswald. He's going to be our fall guy. He works at the Texas School Depository, one of the buildings I mentioned earlier that looks over the plaza. He has a history of violence, and even though they didn't have enough evidence to keep him, he attempted an assassination in April on U.S. Major General Edwin Walker. I remember that. Right, so, Helsing will be perched in the depository on the same floor that Oswald works. He'll have some fancy gun used to kill werewolves. Though the bullet will be silver, it's going to match the same ammunition fired from a Smith & Wesson Model 10. A gun we know is in Oswald's possession. After the shot is made, Helsing will hide within the building, and our men will take down Oswald. Is Helsing a reliable guy? I'll make sure this works out. What you need to do for me now is more important. And that is... Go be with your family. November 22nd, 1963. 
Jack, you certainly can't say that Dallas doesn't love you. That is very obvious. Get down, sir! Shots fired! Repeat, <gasps> shots fired! <gasps> I'd like to thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Thrillergram. I am your host, Floyd Ferguson. Stay tuned next week for another tale of mystery, conspiracy, and the strange. <laughs>